Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 7, Episode 14, where we watch Rat in the Kitchen, Season 1, Episode 1, and podcasts. It's like sex. You only remember the end. I'm Chris Lorenz. There's going to be some sexual undertones, but we're just going to ignore those. This is Brian. The steak it is mooing. This is Max. Uh, those are all references to the show we watched this week. But last week, we watched The Surreal Life, and we had a poll on Twitter, at Hooper the Son, and we asked you guys what you thought about The Surreal Life. You guys thought it was bottom third, just like me. So uh, tell us what you thought about this show on our poll on Twitter, at Hooper the Son. And if this is your first time listening, we watch a different reality show each week, figuring out if it's good or bad. Brian, what was the show this week? This week, we watched Rat in the Kitchen. Professional chefs and home cooks compete in cooking challenges that can earn cash in their bank for every dish that impressed Chef Ludo, all while attempting to expose an undercover mold trying to sabotage the dishes. That's Rat in the Kitchen on TBS. Er, well, unbeknownst to us, we watched the show on November 16th, and all this, the whole season was out and aired earlier in this year, and now it's gone. It's gone from the internet. It's gone from KBS. It's gone from Comcast. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, listen, you can continue listening to this podcast. I would encourage you. I thought the podcast was really good, but unfortunately, you'll be not able to watch this show. Uh, so reach out to TBS. Figure out why we tweeted at them. You know, hopefully at some point in time, this show becomes available. Um, and we'll keep you updated if you keep listening to the podcast. And uh, back to the regular scheduled show. Continuing our mole month or mole theme, uh, as we watched the mole a couple weeks ago, this is a cooking show, but somewhat interesting, I felt. Like, it, like it's, you know, you're watching not just to see them cook. You're watching to see who the mole is. And so there's six people that make a bunch of dishes and they earn money, whether their dishes are good or bad. If it's bad, the rat gets money. And if it's good, the team gets money. At the end, the team gets to pick who they think the rat is. And if the majority think, get the rat correctly, they get the money. They don't, the rat gets the money. Yeah, this is a a cooking version of snake in the grass or whatever that we watched before. the snake in the grass is terrible. This is what but, snake in the grass should have been. Snake in the grass. If you won the challenge, you got a clue to who the mole was. That was cryptic and terrible. What really should be. If you win the challenge, you get money. If you lose the challenge, you don't get money. The rat gets money. That's exactly what that show needed to be. And this show does it right. And it was entertaining. This show was, you know, spoilers. I rather enjoyed uh, you're absolutely right. Snake in the grass was so fucking awful. And this really blew my socks off because I expected it to be awful because it felt like Snake in the Grass. But no, it's good. It's great. No, if you go listen to our Snake in the Grass episode and I was like, you're doing the reward structure here is all wrong. It needs to be like this, like the reward structure for this show. Where if the rat accomplishes something, it gets money. If the rat doesn't, then the team gets money. Like that, that's how this needs to work because the incentives are lined up correctly <laughs> and not like give a random clue about this guy's like childhood that he could obviously lie about. Like that was just so silly. Uh, anyway, 
I digress. We're talking about this show. So this show, uh, Brian, what do you think about the show? I have some thoughts that I'm going to share later, and I'm going to save it. This what is going to get spicy for me. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, we can get into the minutia. We'll get into the minutia, and then you can come up with whatever bullshit you got later. Yep. Who, All right. Who so, are our hosts, Chris? <laughs> so our hosts are Chef Ludo LaFalbre. Uh, that's terrible. I don't know how to enunciate that, so don't don't tweet at me. Ludo's a great nickname, though. <laughs> Ludo's oh, yeah. great. Sounds like he's a Fast and Furious. Uh, he is a Michelin star chef. He is the like guy tasting the dishes. He decides if they are good or bad or if they pass or fail essentially, which he does a great job at that. This guy's great. And then, uh, he, he's more of a judge. Our host is Natasha Lugero. 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 She is a comedian. I think she's pretty funny in this. She has got like a shtick going on and it's working. I think she does a great job. This is not her apex. Uh, she's in many other shows than a random yeah. TBS show. Definitely seen this lady before. Yeah, she was a host. She was a judge on that last comic standing like over a decade ago. Mm. And that's like a inst- way bigger show than this. She's judging comedians. It's just like we're not. This is not even a question. This is kind of just like bottom of the barrel crap for comedian for sure so uh those are our hosts and judge all right so the challenge first challenge in the show was make a tv dinner three tv dinners each tv dinner needed to have a starch a protein a vegetable and a dessert and there were six people there's six people in the show so two people were in charge of each dish so our dishes were fried chicken with Brussels sprouts and a like a berry crumble mm-hmm. and then Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes and a weird dessert. It was like some sort of corn dessert. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then we had turkey and noodle and pound cake for dessert. Realistically, everybody only cares about the dessert. Yeah, I mean, you know, dinner is like sex. You only remember the end, which is the dessert, right? Mm-hmm. I thought this was a pretty underwhelming category to have to cook in. Like, uh, we've already covered every possible type of TV dinner between those three, I feel. I I liked this challenge because it had, like, a lot of things going on. And to do it in, what was it, 40 minutes? Was that the line? Yeah, yes. 40 minutes. Yeah. That's like a lot. Like, and these people have not met, so it's like they don't even know how to work with each other. It's like to make like six, eight different, nine different things or whatever is like a lot. Have we discussed the rotation factor? No. Well, that's how it starts. And then, like, they surprise tell them halfway through that, nope, or like 10 minutes in, that they have to rotate to like different stations to other people's meals. And this is where really where the mall stuff really starts taking in, I think. Because you're like, ooh, who fucked up this dish? Why did they fuck up that dish? And like I kept telling Brian, I'm like, pretty sure that uh Tyler guy's just a bad chef. Like <laughs> he's just bad. He's not the mole, he's just a bad chef. Yeah. Uh and like I probably should have thought the same thing with so this is uh, 
we can get into it now because I'm bringing it up. So the edit of the show really kind of leans you one way or the other. And I think that's the real detriment of the show is this show definitely leans you more toward this guy named Tyler yep. and Coy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that those two are like the two mole choices. But the people in the show also thought Tyler and Coy were the mole choices as well. So it's hard. It's He's very suspect. Ultimately, yeah. I want to be the jury. Me, the jury. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's I think the show of like almost every show we watch where you have to guess like something. This show got me really into it. Like I yeah. actually wanted to guess who the mole was. There was enough going on that you thought maybe out of the corner of your eye, you can like catch them putting something they shouldn't say. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, is it this guy? Because he screwed up the shrimp. Is it this guy? Because he did something weird. And you're like, oh, is he just a bad chef? Like what? Like there's a lot of angles you can go with for who the mole and who the mole is. And I think that they do a good job. Uh, But again, you know, we got a lot of edits going on here. Yeah, no doubt. so I also watched this twice. So I watched this early in the day because I thought that I would not be able to watch it with Chris. And then I watched it again with Chris because I could. And so I got to see like some of the stuff where like knowing the ending, I was like looking out for some stuff. There well, was a lot of edit fuckery. Oh, 100%. Like I can confirm this and I'm just like, oh, it's kind of obvious now. Like because they shied away from this and highlighted sure. the people like they were distracted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want them to make it obvious who the mole is, but I want to be able to guess who the mole was. Yes. And I'm not sure the show really did me a good service. on being able to guess who the mole was, but I think we should leave that till the end till we get to that mm-hmm. part. So we've got these three dishes uh, that they're trying to guess that they, that they've made. Then they have to decide how much each dish is worth monetary wise. So like they have to give a four thousand, a six thousand, and a ten thousand. So everything is so these three dishes are worth twenty thousand dollars. So they give the weakest dish four thousand and the strongest dish ten thousand, and their middle dish six thousand. So the chicken was ten, steak was six, and the turkey was four. Now and, go ahead. Yeah. And it turned out that in the turkey and noodles dish, the mole sabotaged the noodles. And made them very vinegary. But that dish succeeded because the turkey was good and the pound cake was really good. Uh, the Salisbury steak uh, was raw. And I forget like something else. Real raw. Yeah, it was it was it was what what did you say, Max? Uh, it was mooing. <laughs> uh, and there was some mashed potatoes that were apparently terrible. So that failed. And there was no dessert. Which uh, should have been a key indicator of who the mole was. Uh, and then the fried chicken and Brussels sprouts dish didn't have berries in their apple and their berry crumb thing. Okay, this is where I need to jump in. So I've watched this twice, and I'm going to send a picture to you all over Slack, and I think you should go check it out. Okay. Ignore the potato quality because TBS blocks their bullshit, but they show this picture of their crumble. And look at this. It's mostly completed. And what's that on top? A bunch of blueberries. I don't know. Those are blueberries. They have a weird shape to them. Yeah, but <laughs> they the, look like little turds. <laughs> but when the judge looked at it, there were no berries on it. 
Right. So when they looked at it later, like it was half eaten and there was only one blueberry on there. And they just like kind of scooped down. It's like, oh, yeah, here's the rest of the crumble and one blueberry. Like, no, I'm calling complete bullshit on this show. They are pulling some fuckery with the editing and throwing well, a lot of I mean, there. this is definitely like a marketing shot of their dish. That I don't know if that's an indicator that TBS like took We're, out the blueberries between that shot and this is when he started eating it. Like he literally started eating the steak. The, and also, like, even if you got the marketing shot, where those blueberries come from? <laughs> like, the sabotage was supposed to be before it arrived at the judge's plate. Yeah, but they maybe made there's things. just some blueberries on top and not actually, like, taste like a blueberry crumb thing. No, his complaint was there was no blueberries. It, did, it wasn't that it didn't taste like blueberries. It was there was no blueberries. Well, usually you put blueberries on the bottom and then crumb on top. Okay, that's fine. But and like- now there's crumb on the bottom and blueberries on top. But okay. okay, hold hold on. But Brian, if they're truly like the person who played it, all of these would say, "What the fuck? No! What what the fuck are you talking about?" If they said there's no blueberries on this, like maybe they were mid plating and they plated like half of them, and the judges took the wrong one. I don't know, but like it's so weird that there, there's a shot of like a full blueberry crumble and it has it on there and. They're just like, oh, they showcase it with like one blueberry. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. There are blueberries, but they're all on top. And that's not a crumble. That's just like blueberries on like a graham cracker. Yeah. Which is not a like that's not a fun dessert. No, I, I agree it's still a shit dessert, but like, I, I, I agree I, with you that the edit definitely makes it seem worse than it is. It's, we all we have to rewatch it to figure out what's going on. Don't here. rewatch it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think this is less obvious to Chang than Guess Which Taco is Cake show. Oh man, this is definitely less obvious for sure. Because like this is the only shot I caught, and I was like, wait, why is there like so many blueberries on this? There is a <laughs> world where this has an explanation. There's a the complaint was that there were no blueberries underneath the crumb. I thought it was just like they, their complaint was like no blueberries. Period. Like I don't think that was the the complaint. The, the edit makes it seem like that was the complaint, but he was like, "Look at this. There's no blueberries on the bottom of this because it's like all crumb, and that's not what the dessert was." Yeah, and so that, and that's a totally fair complaint. But like, there's got to be there's definitely <laughs> blueberries, and like they really did not like. I mean, you could be right. Your your grievances are are heard. Yeah, and. There was also like an earlier shot where like pulling it out of the thing, like it seemed like there was, and it was like, oh yeah, like there were some blueberries outside of it, and now there's not. The mole definitely didn't say anything about sabotage on this dish either. Oh, that's a good point. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, I like, don't think that this is a big problem for me, but yes. That that is also leading credence to like your theory of like, oh, they need to be underneath, and like he was pissed that, at that. Yeah, I think he's just saying that this is like incorrect like he was saying that this is not the correct dish essentially and does not taste very good it's like it's just all crumb and you're like well that's not what i that's not what you want yeah uh to say there are no to say there were no blueberries i don't know you'd have to watch i'd have to see that segment again which you did so maybe i should believe you i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so that dish failed because of what else was there anything else wrong with that dish the Brussels sprouts fucked up somehow. No, I think the Brussels sprouts were good. 
Yeah. No, were... she was like excited the Brussels sprouts were good, but then there was something wrong. It was the potatoes and the. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because the potatoes weren't cooked, right? Yep. And that was an explicit sabotage later. That we'll yeah, we it. found out that was a sabotage, which we didn't find out if this crumb thing was sabotage. So it's just bad. It's hard to tell sometimes between bad cooking and sabotage. True. That that's the fun part about getting amateurs. It's true. I, I, um. So we talked about challenge one. Let's talk about the people pretty quick, just so we you know whatever. If you have any notes about them, We've got Jordan. Uh, Jordan. When they introduced Jordan. They did this great thing where they just kept, she kept talking and they kept doing this like really fun editing thing that I can't describe, but it like really made it seem like she was. They, they kept cutting away at different points of the conversation to make it seem like she was talking for a while. And like it very, it blended so well together. I mean, they kept, they definitely at the end were like, oh my God, Jordan, you're not talking. That was a solid <laughs> so, so I'm not sure that that was an exaggeration. No, I mean. They, they definitely edited it like that. It's like, okay, yeah, like we're going to cut this out. We know what to do. She's one of those people for sure. Uh, the What are the reasons for her being the mole? Because somebody voted for her to be the mole. Um, seems like a character. Seems like an actor almost. Uh, I don't know. acidity of something. I can't. One of the dishes was like um, just imbalanced in that way. She wanted like um, lime juice in there, like, just, and it just became too acidic. But oh, I thought yeah, that was sabotage later. Yeah, and that that was like a weak thing. But it's just like when you see somebody actually make a mistake like that, you're like, okay, I'm gonna keep my eye on you. All right, let's actually let's go to the the, the second challenge, then go back to the people because then we can talk about what we think they're mole like. Okay, okay. Uh, I think that's a, that's a better conversation. So. The, the last second to last challenge was they had to make four delicious seafood entrees. They had 30 minutes. Each dish was worth 7,500 each. Uh, if we didn't mention the team has $4,000 and the mole has $16,000 for the first challenge. Uh, and so this challenge, they made an Asian butter shrimp, which was supposed to have rice on it with it, but it did not have rice. Like, it was just shrimp and a sauce and that failed uh not necessarily because of that but there was the shrimp was overcooked yeah by somebody named tyler uh which and it was added more lemon juice uh which was a deliberate sabotage then we've got halibut with chorizo which passed then they had crab cakes let me pause for a sec. Halibut with chorizo seems like a weird mix to me. It was, we just it normally don't. It definitely, yeah, it definitely was like a chorizo hash. Okay. Which I think worked well. Like all these, di- he also said the halibut with chorizo was a very basic dish. So. I just, that's a weird combo to me. You just don't see surf and turf together that often. Yeah. What I, do you mean? Surf and turf's great. But you just don't. Like it's steak and lobster. It's, so, it's so uncommon. It has its own special name. That's true. That's fair. When's the last time you had both of them together? I don't know. Too long. Maybe last time I went to Outback. Then all I remember. Anyway, I think I've made my points. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we had crab cakes, which 
This is where Tyler redeemed himself because the crab cake looked, he said it looked weird. Didn't look like a traditional crab cake, but it, you know, he gave it a pass. He didn't like the thickness, but then he did like the thickness. Well, he, he didn't like the thickness, but he liked the crab cakes. Mm. So, uh, and then the last dish was mussel scallops with pasta. And that also passed. So this team earned 22,500 in that round plus the 4,000. So they had 26,500 and then the mole had another 7,500 added to their 16,000. So that's 23,500. Uh, so then once all these dishes were done, everyone voted on who they thought the mole was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into these people and Max, who did you think the mole was? I was pretty lost. Um, the edit tricked me into thinking it was Koi. So I definitely, when I came at Brian, you can confirm, I thought Tyler was a terrible chef, and I thought Koi was the mole. Uh, yep. That That's what I thought was happening. So Tyler, you know, the first, the edit just made it seem like he was making terrible dishes and somewhat on purpose. And like, I think the, and then the second challenge, I was like, okay, the mole made $16,000. They're probably going to take a step back in the second challenge because they don't need to earn as much money. So sure. I was like, huh, Tyler could still be the mole because he screwed up a couple dishes in the first challenge. And then, but he also screwed up the, sh- the, the shrimp dish. So I was like, huh, it still could like, there's a legitimate grievance to Tyler to be the mole, regardless if he was the mole or not. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Which, and then Koi in the first challenge used like fish sauce for everything. He made these fries that the judge and host said were terrible. <laughs> Way too fishy. <laughs> um, yeah, that was man. weird. Yeah, this, this, they made and, so much edits around this fish sauce that I was like, hmm. Koi definitely seems like molish. And the way the mole impacted this is he basically like goaded Koi like, oh yeah, you should totally use some fish sauce. Yeah, so the mole did actually cause the fish sauce scenario, but Koi the one using fish sauce in Oz dishes was not the mole. It's wild. Surprisingly. Uh, So that, we talked about Jordan, we talked about Tyler, there's uh, Maranti, uh, she's a dinner mistress, and her food slaps. But um, um, see, that doesn't even like describe like the sexual nature that she's that was being implied. And, do, you, like, do you think she's actually like some sort of mistress? I mean, I, she they was just said trying to make. They said she's a dominatrix. Yeah, dominatrix. Yeah, but do you think that she, this is just her trying to make that joke about her food slapping? I don't think so. I no. don't think you would intentionally go on national television and say that unless you meant it and you weren't. Is she trying to get new customers to clients? I, I think so. I I think that like she is serving a really interesting demand. It, yeah, like <laughs> People actually want this and like don't know how to ask for that. Now <laughs> don't know, don't know how to ask for her a food dominatrix. You, so Brian, Can, is your is your case that she's a real dominatrix? Yes. Or like I, my my thought is that she ties you up, like so you're there. Okay. Like she will feed you stuff and then she will slap. So you. she is a food dominatrix. Yes. 
She's not just the dominatrix. Right. Okay. I believe so. <laughs> okay. Like, her food will be so decadent, you will want more, but like you cannot, and then she'll keep feeding it to you, and then she will whip you. Brian, you need to get some of these scripts in the porn industry. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I will make so much money. Maybe we need to have a reality show around this <laughs> this food I, dominatrix. You know, that like how to build a sex room, can we get that host? I, I will yeah, I will get her so how much to build a sex kitchen. <laughs> uh then we got Chanel. Or I guess should we talk about what makes? What, do you think Moranti was ever the mole? No, like she's if she like was, there, I would have been really surprised. She's not in the edit a lot. Yeah, the thing is, I noticed immediately like how much the editing was oh. to drive away from this person. So, in future episodes, I would actively look for somebody who's not in the spotlight, and even then like i still don't think she was like there was nothing that, that she was making a real mistake on yeah there's there wasn't anything here to make her the mole i don't think uh what about we, do we talk about jordan and what we thought her made her a mole yes mm-hmm. yeah we did yeah we it was the that. acidity and tyler we talked about that Maranti. we got chanel is our also not in the edit very much yeah yeah i don't have any notes on her and then we talked about koi why we thought he was the mole and I thought it was the mole. Brian, when you watched the first time, who did you think the mole was? When I watched the first time, I picked Chanel just because not in the edit. Like yeah. I I was already onto it a little bit that like, oh, these people are like being too obvious about it. And there's gotta be something up. I mean, it definitely and, should have been more clear that both these chefs were just bad and not necessarily the mole. Yeah. It, there was one key edit that was just about the dessert not being plated. And if if that was the focus, then may, well, it was the focus for that like brief moment, but then like nothing else was. Maybe paying attention to that would have led me to either Koi or um, Kyle. But the actual mole yeah. is Kyle. Sorry, spoilers if you didn't watch the episode. Uh, uh, spoilers, spoilers, and his strategy was to get other people to screw up the dishes or make it appear like they screwed up the dishes. Like, so he encouraged the sauce, the the fish sauce. He turned off like the boiler when somebody was making potatoes. So at the end, it didn't look like he screwed up. Like it was him messing things up. It was like, oh, the potatoes weren't done. Who did these? And it was just like, oh, he turned off the heat. And then he also did that with the steak. He was like, you know, he turned it off when it was raw. He encouraged somebody to put lemon juice more lemon juice in a dish when it didn't need more lemon juice. And it was like, oh, now that guy looks suspicious because he added too much lemon juice, right? But it was it was like Kyle all along giving all these little hints to other people. Honestly, like, great way to play. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I don't know if the rest of the episodes can really live up to this one. It's like you got like this mole that really had an awesome strategy, worked super well, right? And yeah. like Unless the show like starts building on itself, where it's like, okay, next episode, we know how Kyle did it. So let's see how, like, you know, look out for Kyle likes, you know? Uh-huh. Or if they just like kind of, you know, this was the best one. This is the first episode. So, like, you know, you got to put your best foot forward, as I always say when we watch these things, is, is really what. Uh, totally. 
Like I'm, I struggle with like when the mole is like 10 people throughout the whole season, you get to kind of figure them all in and out. Whereas this one, I'll different six people in each episode. You really, each episode could be good or bad depending on those six people and what the mole strategy is. So, so uh, I thought the pacing of like, you know, clues dripping out as it went on uh, felt really good. I felt good about doing one mole in one episode. Well, this was a great mole. This was a great mole. Yeah. And there was a lot of like red herrings to throw out at people. And the mole created a lot of the red herrings. And I'm sure you could have edited the show where Kyle is immediately the mole. Like some of the things he did, you could have been like, oh, who turned off that gas? Oh, Kyle's right there. Like, sure. Right. The one thing I wrote down is that they just roll into this. They did not waste any time to just go from, all right, here's the show. Let's get to the first challenge. They went through the introductions kind of quickly. They started the challenge off pretty nicely. There, there wasn't a lot that I was like hit. They were trying to hide anything. They, I mean, the editing was, but they didn't really just like, there was nothing superfluous that was like just making it like really unbearable and like, just like masking anything else about it. The show. I have a question for you, Brian. What? When you watched it the second time, was it like, could you see what Kyle was doing or like, was the edit so obtuse that you could never have guessed Kyle? Definitely not. I mean, like, granted, some like the things are very subtle. Like the potatoes are just like talking about those, and it's like, oh, like these aren't really done. But you didn't really get a, an opportunity to identify that Kyle was the one there, unless like you're really, really paying attention. The only moment in the show where I was like, oh, I guess Kyle could have been it. Was like the the crumb, the crumble, or whatever. And Jordan was like, okay, the last, the person that touched was the other team. It's either Kyle or Koi. And obviously Koi in the edit looks like the mole. So you're like, oh, it's obviously Koi, but it was Kyle. So like they did identify kind of like one of the like people in the show kind of identified which one was which. And that was also something that like made it look a little sus because like they show this like black and white um, security cam footage of Koi taking them out, and it still looks like there's bloobs on there. But (laughs) (laughs) you and your bloobs, (laughs) gotta have my bloobs. Like, but that just made me think that like, even if this was like their intention of like creating a a shitty crumble, I don't think that like they would have been judged so harshly. I think that like they're the judge's harshness was only based on like, Oh, there wasn't enough fruit. And I don't, I, I think that like as, as a whole, <laughs> it, it had the fruit there, but like everything else is not. And that's why like when I saw like, Oh, it's half eaten. There was like yeah, one what bloob if it, on there. What if it was just cold bloobs on top? But the thing is when I saw the edit of them just dumping out the crumble, there was only one bloob on there and they were like complaining. Yeah, about Cause it. he ate the bloobs. Right. But like you, that, that's where I get irritated. If you wouldn't be complaining so much if it was just. Like, I'm just telling you, a crumble is is fruit no, on the bottom and crumble on top. No, I totally agree. But at the same time, like if 
this judge was like actually being reflective of the dish they created. It was like, oh yeah, you put the fruit on top, like, he's, he's, and there was some, but like, he's, look at this. You don't he's have it on being the entertaining. He's trying to judge these dishes as they come to him, and the crumble wasn't very good. The crumble could have just been bad in general, right? Like, and that, that's also why it's like weird that like they just highlighted like this. Like they could have just been like one bite of the crumble and it's fine. Like, but it was nearly like two thirds were eaten from the thing that I had. Okay. I feel and, like that's going to be reflected in your rating. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Should uh, we get to ratings? Uh, well, we got well, one more minutia. We got a little more, one more minutia. Is like, so the team guessed Koi, but like three people got votes. Jordan got a vote, two for Tyler, and then three for Koi. And Koi, obviously not the mole. Kyle was the mole, and Kyle was so happy. That he won the money. I think everybody was very kind about like, wow, well played, good job, clap, clap for him. Yeah, because they were they none of them had any idea Kyle was the money. Yeah. It was very obvious. But uh, you know, I expected people to be like, oh fuck you, man, or something. No, nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be more upset if you picked Kyle, but the team overall picked somebody else. Sure. I think that was when you would probably get angry. This guy did such an amazing job that they're like, man, props, you know? It's like when you lose and you're like, man, they just played a great game. And you didn't, you know? I, uh, yeah. I don't think then, like, just because sportsmanship is is healthy for a reality show. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen reality shows? <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they, they do some stuff like, I mean, it, granted, the times I hated the challenge were the times where they had the worst sportsmanship. It's almost like a British show, almost like, yeah, we're all trying yeah. hard and we're all trying to win. But at the end of the day, you know, each one gets paid two grand to be on the show or whatever, regardless. Whatever, like you get paid to show up or like, you know, a flight to wherever this place is, whatever, whatever's happening. And you're like, man, I got outplayed, you know, yeah. props to you. You know, you come into the big shop and you lose, you lose, you know, you didn't put your best foot forward. That's okay. what happened. I think I appreciate for that. Appreciate it for the show. All right, let's get to questions. And I think the most important question we need to get to is drinking rules. Brian, what are your drinking? What's a drinking rule you got for me? If you are able to catch a sabotage, give out two drinks. Like, so at the end, like this is like when everybody's like kind of been drinking. And like, if you have like explicitly called this out during the show, give out two drinks if you have identified a sabotage uh i think you need to uh maybe you need how do how do we how do we work when you guess people if you guess correctly ooh, then everybody else takes a drink like i mean like you, you gotta put your votes in yeah you gotta put your votes in for sure but if you guess incorrectly then what happens you take a drink or you drink like multiple i don't know i'm not trying to kill people this time chris okay, okay. all right choose upon a bet you say three or four drinks if you get it right you drink it and if you get it right you give it out I and like if you're that. and if you're playing by yourself drink up buttercup <laughs> just, just get drunk who cares <laughs> or you know if you give out you don't have to drink it but you know <laughs> to each zero <laughs> chris as i'm watching this i'm just gonna text you drink up buttercup <laughs> Shout out to Brian, uh, our other friend Brian, for the drink up Buttercup. 
uh, miss you. Uh, he's not dead. He's just not here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> All right, um, Max, what do you got for us? Uh, so I think every time the judge puts out his fist, so he's going to make a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, every time he gives a thumbs up, you take a shot. Every time he does a thumbs down, you pour one out for your, the homies. The homies. The homies. Uh, I like that one. And why are you, are you a favor of wasting alcohol? Uh, no, I'm. It's it's what plants crave. Yeah, Brian. It, it's what garbage disposal craves. But also, side comment: I really liked how they did that. Just like the uh, gladiator style. Like, oh, is it going to be up or down? Uh. It, it, it's it's incredible tension and great drama. Yeah, uh, I think a good one for while you're watching the show is when like a dish is going awry. Take a drink. Like if they're like, oh my god, the potatoes are like hard or whatever. They're not cooked. Like take a drink. If they're you know they're running late, take a drink. I think that's I think that's a good one. I'll add one for our host. Every time she says something spicy, take a drink. Because oh, that's she, good. That's good. That's good. She's a really good host. Um, so. I remember when we were doing like drink master with tone bell, he was a good host. Like he had some fun, but like, it wasn't like exciting. She was actually exciting. Yeah. I think this is a great host. I agree. Uh, I'll throw anytime you see a dish that you're like, Ooh, I want to taste that. Take a drink. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Uh, should we move on to other questions? Uh, let's do, would this show be better as a quibby or a TikTok? Honestly, nobody's nobody's immediately saying, oh, obviously. Yeah, I don't think so. This was really tight. And I also watched this with commercials. Chris figured out a way to watch this without commercials. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> but it watching it with commercials, I got a little frustrated and I wanted the, it to be shortened. But watching it again, I was like, oh, this is like really tight. They didn't really. They, what they cut out was both for to hide the mole and also just keep it in a good show. So I don't think so. I don't think it would be good as a Quibi. It would be a different show. Yeah. You could do like three people for a Quibi, like an eight, 10 minute thing. Yeah. But for six people, no, I, I like the length. Uh, who's going to hook up next. And why is it the host and the judge? Ooh, give my fiance something. <laughs> um, what do you, think we as producers could have done to the show to spice it up um do you think there's anything we could have added to make the show better i'm sure there is but i don't know what it is off the top of my head i think think, go ahead brad if there was a better mix of amateur chefs versus like professional chefs then it might have been more interesting because we had a few that were just like, yeah, you're good. I don't think that like in the editing made it very clear that like they were not the mole. Um, I think if we had everybody like doing something bad, that would actually make it more interesting. You, you want more of a nailed it vibe? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree. I'm not sure there's a lot I can add to the, you can make this. Um. Because I think that the the challenges in the show are really exceptional for like making this mole like thing work. And the 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 thing about the timing too was they made it short enough that 
you really couldn't concentrate on anything but the cooking. You were doing this cooking piece and you had to rotate occasionally. I imagine every other episode is going to be the similar way because otherwise, how do you get the mold to affect every single person's dish? And I have some ideas on that, but go ahead. Oh, you do? Like, what do you think? Okay. So they could have everybody making like, you know, a solo meal. And then they send each contestant by themselves into a room and say, if you are the mole, add some finishing touches to this dish. Pump, uh, you know, you can throw some cinnamon on this ramen to fuck it up or something. Just so, like, you know, everybody's doing something, but only one—only one of them can actually impact the dishes. But that—that's kind of tough because, like, you also don't know like what other people would do to the dish to make it. I like it, but oh, that's that's a difficult one. I don't know. Would the would this make the show better or worse? No, it, it, no. It, no, 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 I have a different proposal. Is that the, if you successfully are the mole, you get to go to the next episode. No. Or money. No. I kind of like that. The, the problem is you ruin everything for the guests, I, the I, people watching. I know, I know, I know. Then you don't get to guess who the mole is because you know who the mole is. But then you get to watch all these people like try to figure out who the mole is and you know the mole. Which is also could be entertaining. That could be fun. I got an idea. Hey, what if you impractical jokers this? Where somebody else is dictating what somebody else has to do to a dish and they have to take that idea and do it in such a way that like, oh, it's sabotaging but not sabotaging. Yeah, you could set the challenges to be like something outlandish that would be really hard to do. And then it's hard to tell who the mole is and who not the mole is. Because you're like, make me a peanut butter uh you know broccoli uh like pie you're like how the fuck are you gonna make a peanut butter <laughs> broccoli pie <laughs> and like how are you supposed to know who the mole is when you're making fucking random dishes that make no sense yep i i agree with that and that is also very open and where everybody's going to have their own creative opinion if you do this rotation if they kept the rotation thing, you would never, ever be able to make that good because Ooh. everybody has their own idea. I, ha I have an idea for how to spice this up. The mole can secretly sabotage like two ingredients in a room so they can swap out, you know, olive oil for lemon. Yeah, but then the, there's no real way for us to see that. All right. I don't, think, I don't think we have any real good ideas for this one, but I like this, like this question. Yeah. Uh, let's do what do you love about this show Brian what do you love about this show I love how shady they are <laughs> like how I, they throw shade or uh, both I, I actually do like that they hide a little bit of what is going wrong with every dish because honestly like it's just too difficult anyway like I'm never going to catch it uh, it, the same thing happens with like the mold too. Like there's enough going on that like you're going to have to pick out the most minute detail to actually get it. And that's actually kind of fun to, to try to find that little piece of it. Max, what do you love about this show? Um, 
definitely just the core mold mechanic really, really works for this show. There's so there's enough action going on that you're always kind of like looking for the next step of the mold. Yeah, uh, what I love about the show is making the cooking part more worthwhile watching. Like, yeah, they, they like it's worth watching the cooking section. Whereas, like, if this is your first time listening, I do not like cooking shows. I don't like them because you can't taste the dishes and there's like a wide spectrum of like oh you made a peanut butter sandwich to like you made duck confit with you know au jus like pears from australia and like who the fuck how am i supposed to know what that tastes like so i'm just like this show made it like i the dishes are like almost like third tertiary in terms of like what actually matters like how these dishes taste is really the judge it only really matters for the judging so that's what i like about the show i think that it actually makes the cooking part like interesting enough to actually watch (laughs) which we've also if we've complained in the past i've complained in the past is like when you watch a show and you're like we're making you know legos here's your challenge you know how do you make it interesting from like me giving you this challenge, you telling me your idea to showing me the idea. And there's this like whole middle section where you like show them making something is like really hard to do. And I think that this show makes like this premise really makes that like section of the show actually entertaining, which I think is really hard to do. Yeah. Bravo. Like, no, No, this is TBS, not Bravo. (laughs) Shut Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad that the video is just kind of choppy. I think get to see Max's response to that. Uh, all right, so let's do our ratings. We got stack ranking system between top, middle, bottom, third. Max, what's your rating? Top third, middle of the top. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. I still definitely was on my phone a little bit during the cooking sections, but I had a good time. Brian, what do you got? Despite what I think is cheating, I think that this is a fairly good show. I'm going to put it in. I'm balancing it between like the middle of the middle and the top of the middle. I'm going to watch more and I'm going to pay a lot more attention. And I might even watch this first episode a third time just to understand. Like, no, (laughs) and I'm going to be so upset. If it is actually like the bottom of the bottom fruit stuff, like fine, whatever. But I'm still kind of upset that like they reflected that like, oh, there's no bloobs, whatever. Anyway, I'll watch more. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be on the watch out for editing shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian, watch another episode and keep an eye out for more of this stuff. Hell yes. Uh, so I'm also going to put this top third for a lot of the reasons I said. But I think the edit of the show is really good makes it really entertaining. Like some real time and passion really was done for this, this particular episode. Now I do think that you got nine other episodes that could be vastly different quality, like quality. So depending on how good the mole is, you know, if you, if somebody's obviously the mole, they got to like play the editor on that. So, you know, not every episode is probably gonna be top third, but I think this episode's top third television, like show this as like, you make 
your reality shows like this one because I think the edit's great. The like idea really execution wise is really good. So uh, that's it for our discussion on this show. You can vote in our poll on Twitter at who with us on and tell us what you thought about the show. Let us know if you thought they were cheating with the blueberry crumble. Very curious. I will. I will definitely let you know. <laughs> Check out our Twitter or in the show description to find out the picture. <laughs> we'll probably take a better picture than what Brian sent me. But I mean, I was trying to find this on my phone and like the phone blocks it. So then I had to take it with Chris's so, phone. It was not so, great. So oh, maybe it could be the photo. We will find out. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> the photo, look for the photo. We'll, fi- we'll send you the photo. All right. Uh, let's do some shout outs. Brian, do you have any shout outs this week? So over the years, I've lost a love of the challenge. And despite that lack of love, I started up the most recent season. And I think it's kind of fun. What a rounding endorsement. (laughs) It's kind of fun. No, Brian, I agree. This has been the satisfying season so far. Yeah. Over the years, I've seen it like, they've tried new stuff. It's sometimes failed. It's sometimes been successful, but like right now I'm enjoying it. I'm going to continue watching it. I'm not overly pissed off about stuff. So it, that's going to flip up. At some <laughs> come, point come, back, it... come back in two weeks where Brian says, stop watching the challenge. Right. There's going to be a point where they like do this whole cutaway during the ending and it's, they go from twos to ones back to twos and the final has Sudoku's and only oh. two people finish it. Do you, okay. So Maximum watching, do you, are you okay with spoilers? Uh, I watched the first like two and a half episodes. So I don't really care. I am very happy that a lot of the challenges in like, or the eliminations are more focused around both brain and brawn versus just brawn. Um, yeah, also, there's a good spread. Yeah. And they also changed Hall Brawl a little bit. So, like, it's people are dying. Different. Yeah. So Hall Brawl is back. Hall Brawl is back, but like modified so that people aren't dying. That's a great move. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, are, are you all caught up? Yes. I am all caught up. Um, I have not Ooh. watched the most recent episode, though. So, you're, so not, you're not all caught up. I mean, like, when was the most recent episode? I thought it was like, like yesterday or tonight. No, no. Yes. tonight. I, yeah, I, I can't be caught up tonight. I'm yeah, not this. that one. Not that yeah, one. I'm okay. caught up from that. Chris, do you have any shout outs? Uh, I do have a shout out. I started watching The Peripheral on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. And it's very, like, hard sci-fi. It's like, it's very sci-fi. It's very book-like. There's very, like, it feels like a book where you're like, uh, it's like it's set in like the future and then you know they like have like really fun it's just really i don't know it's hard to describe i would watch it if you like sci-fi if you mm-hmm. don't like sci-fi you're definitely not gonna like it it is very like you're gonna be into sci-fi but i like i think it's a really fun experience it's got some cool ideas going and, and i think you should give it a shot if you like sci-fi I'll put cool. it on the list max you got a shout out uh, it's not a re- recommendation, but it is what I have been watching, which is uh, only murders in the building. It's it's charming, it's endearing, but I don't. I, I think I wanted a stronger, compelling murder than what I got in season one. 
Yeah, I mean, I liked I like season one. I think it was a really fun experience, and I think yeah. season two, like these are fun. Sh- it's a fun show. It's like not a show where I think it's you could guess who the murderer is very easily. I have a completely unrelated question, which is: Have you guys ever watched Veronica Mars? No. Uh one of the tightest murder mystery seasons of all time. And and still fun. The murder mystery is coming back. Like there's a lot of murder mystery shows on. There now. is. Um man, I really liked there was this one off on HBO. Um I wanna I wanna call it sharper things. Sharp things. I think it's just sharp things. You know, uh, Sharper Things on Netflix season four with the. <laughs> what a great brand. With, with sharp uh, sharp objects, not sharp That's things. That's sharp right. things. <laughs> sharper things. Well, you put things in our head so we couldn't come up with the right thing. Max. Sharper things. <laughs> okay. I think it was a, that was also a go book. shopping. It was. I think that was a book too. It was. Uh, yeah, there was that Apple TV show that I thought was pretty fun also. Oh, uh, what about the one with... uh, After Party, I think. What about the one on HBO with uh, maybe Fionca? Oh. She's still doing stuff? After Party. No, no, it's... Search Party. Search Party, yeah. Uh, Search Party, I've talked about on the show before, but like seasons one through three, I think were fun. Four was weird. Vastly different. And the last season like ruins almost the whole show because it's uh, not good. Spoilers, I haven't seen five. Yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> it's uh, so good. Okay. It falls apart real quick. That's unfortunate. I mean, you can watch it if you want. Like maybe I will. Like, you can do what you want. But okay. I wouldn't recommend it. All right. That's it for us this week. You can find us on Twitter at Hoop of the Song. You can find our poll. You can find us on Facebook.com. So shoot the song. Give us questions and suggestions at Hoop of the Zon at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next time. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage.